Well, it is great to see all of you. Thank you for coming out today. My name is Peter, and I'm one of the pastors here at City Harvest, and uh, just excited. It's always nice to gather with each other, and uh, you know, there are Sundays where you're able to get, you just feel like God is just there speaking right to you, and there's other Sundays where God is using you to pray over someone else or to bless someone else or meet someone else. And you know, it really doesn't matter because either way, you're experiencing the presence of God. It's either him coming and wrapping his arms around you, it's him flowing through you, whatever it is, it's just great to be in the presence of God and to gather with one another and just to celebrate Jesus and what we believe in. We've been, uh, Bob kind of alluded it to it in the beginning um, but we've been in a series on activation and activating ourselves. You know, our, 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 in our culture, our, our vision is people living, not just finding, not just thinking about, not just learning, not just contemplating, but living their identity, who Jesus says each you and I are. Not who people have said we are, not who someone um, trying to be mean to us said, not who people spoke over us, or maybe some limit or disability that we have says that we are, but who Jesus says we are, that we're living our identity and our purpose. Because we're not just here to breathe air. God wants to work through us. You're not just here to fill a seat You're not just here to lift your voice so that this praise team feels like, man, they got a crowd and the crowd's going wild and everybody's pumped up. No, you're here to worship your king. You're here as a minister of Jesus Christ. Even as Bob had, he didn't, he didn't call up the, you know, Hey, I want my elite prayer warriors to come forward. And there are times where we do different ways of, of praying over people. But today was an amazing day of what we like to call body ministry. And that's where you just raise your hand and the people around you come around you and they pray over you. You might say, I don't know. I mean, are they a good prayer warrior? Say, I don't know. What God do they serve? Because it's not, it's not in me. It's in him through me. And so it's in him through you. And so what do we want to do? We want to activate that. And we want to see activation take place. And activation is when we move from just thought or just belief and we actually move into movement and and actually putting it into practice. And so, um, well, I wrote this down and I didn't memorize it, so I'm going to have to read it. It says, we've been in a series focusing on activating. Man, this sounds so sterile that I just read that. I couldn't remember that line, so, oh my gosh, this is embarrassing. Okay, so here's the deal, is that we believe we are all called to go into all the world as Christ's ambassadors. An ambassador goes not representing themselves, they go representing the government that sent them. Many times what they have to even represent or even things they have to convey or opinions or positions are against maybe their own beliefs, but they're going because they're, they're, they're not representing themselves. They're representing who sent them. And you and I want to go as ambassadors. So moving beyond our own selves that we represent the kingdom of God and that we go into all the world 
which could be your school, could be your workplace, could be your cul-de-sac, could be your neighbors. Heaven forbid, it's the people you don't like. Well, I hate to break it to you, but the way Jesus works is it most likely is going to the people you don't like. That that neighbor that you just love is not the neighbor he's sending you to. He's sending you to the one that you just don't want to go over there. So we're going as Christ's ambassadors sharing the good news of who he is and what he has done and is doing in us. Tamar talked about that, sharing your story, talking about what Christ is doing, telling our story, which is actually his story, because it's about him. And the good news of what Jesus did in us, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's how we experienced it, but it's all pointing back to his story of who he is. So Isaac, I, I changed the title of his message um, now, that, now when I talk about it, but I say that it was, what's in your hand? What is it that God gave you that's in your hand? Let's activate it. Let's use it. Let's step out. No matter how small you think it is, how insignificant you think it is, Let's activate it and believe that even as he took a couple pieces of bread and a couple fish and fed thousands, that in the same way, he can take whatever it is that he put in your hand and he can impact millions because you never know the impact of you just ministering to one person, the ripple effect. And you can feel like, you know what? I only ever saw one person um, come to Jesus that I know of. You never know the impact that that has. Bob talked about activation, the helper, the Holy Spirit, activating the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, it's even, it's better that I go because the helper is coming. We talked about activating peace through trust, that we're going to actually experience peace as we step out and trust God. Telling our story, activating the story. Now, that's one of the most amazing ways we can praise God by standing and, and singing, and we have the words and we, and we sing it, um, and that, that's a form of worship, that's a form of praise. But you know, one of the most amazing ways Think about it. The, one of the ways that we can honor one another is when we're standing with someone, we say, this is, this is my buddy Chad. And this is what I love about Chad. I love his enthusiasm. I love, I love his hunger for God. I love his passion to meet other people. I love that, that he doesn't uh, sideline himself, but he comes up and he says, no, I'm in this. Jesus loves me. He's changing my life. And I want to reflect that change. That's a way that we can honor one another. We do the same thing when we tell the story of what Jesus has done in us. We worship God by telling our story. All right, so today, activation, God is blanking you, and that's not a cuss word, that's not just a fill in the blank, but here we have our God is banners, you know, and, and we don't ever want to just put something up because it just looks like neat decorations. We went on and Googled, you know, goodsanctuarydecor.com or um, uh, nice quotes to put on the wall.com to encourage people. No, we, these are statements. We believe them. Our heart for these were actually that someone could come in that's never been in church before 
And they could come in, when tomorrow and I would talk about these, is that they could come in and they might not know the songs. And they might not even know what's going on. But they might get captivated that God is with us. And they might stare there. They might not ever sing a melody out of their voice the entire service. But they stare at that and they realize God is with us. So God is holy. God is faithful. God is peace. God is healer. God is love. God is with us. God is truth. God is redeemer. God is good. God is mercy. And I don't know which one of these you need right now. Which one you're crying out for. Maybe it's not which one you're crying out for. Maybe it's the one that you're struggling with. Like, man, I've seen him be love for me, but I've never seen him heal. I mean, that, that sounds really cool, but I've never seen it. Maybe uh, I, I know he's faithful, but I'm not experiencing any peace. I just, I can't, no matter how many times I pray or think about it, no peace comes to me. Man, I believe he's with us. But I don't know, is he actually good? I believe his presence is here. I felt his presence. But is he good? I don't know. I, I wrestle him with that. For some of us, we're crying out for one of these. We're desperate for it. We're saying, Lord, I need this. I can't go on another day without that in my life. Others, it's Lord, I want to believe and I want to trust, but I've never seen this. I haven't experienced it. Man, would you reveal it to me? Would you show it to me? You know, in in scripture, there's, um, you know, today, in our services, we see three main elements of it. One is praise, one is ministry, and one is the message. And we believe that all of them God uses to reveal who he is and to meet us where we are and to call us to another step into another place. And, uh, and, and, and we, when we pray about our services, it's Lord, how do you want us to orchestrate it so you can do what you wanted to do? And on Monday morning, I woke up and just felt very clear that we were supposed to kind of shrink down this message portion. So don't worry, you don't have to listen to me too long. And, and give more space in the praise and in the ministry side because there was something that God wanted to do in different people's lives. We all come in in different places. Man, you maybe just won the lottery and you're coming in. You just bought a brand new car, bought a brand new boat, and you're just like, life is amazing. But I know enough of you to know that there's hurdles. And there's things where we need to see God's intervention. And I believe what he wanted to tell each one of you today is he sees you. He doesn't just see you as a figure, a blob moving around. But he sees you and he sees what you're going through. He knows you. He knows exactly how you feel. And he does want to come and reveal himself to each one of us. In Luke chapter 8, verse 43 through 48, there's the story of the woman with the issue of blood. She had been hemorrhaging and bleeding and bleeding. And in those days, if you were bleeding, you were considered unclean. There's a crowd and he's walking through the crowd 
Something inside of her says, I just need to touch him. I just need to touch his garment. And so she pushes through the crowd and she shouldn't even been around people. But she was so desperate that she wanted healing and she wanted change that she pushed through to just touch it. She didn't have to make a scene. She didn't have to call on him. She didn't feel like, well, can he get his, all his disciples to come around me so I can have the amazing prayer warriors? Can, we get a, can someone get me a jug of olive oil to pour over my head here because I'm going to get this? No, she's just like, I just, I believe and I just need a touch in him. We see that as faith, that she believed there was something in it. Instantly, Jesus, in this crowd of people pressing around him, says, whoa, who just touched me? His disciples that are close to him say, like, kind of like, dude, you're crazy. Like, who isn't touching you right now? And he's like, no, someone just touched me. I felt, pow- I, I, I felt something go through me into them. She's embarrassed because she didn't want to get attention on herself. She says, it was me. I just needed to reach out and touch you. We see it's an amazing story of reaching out. But you know, sometimes we can feel like, I feel like I'm that person. And I feel like every morning I get on my knees and I reach out. I say, God, I'm trying to touch you. I need healing. I need deliverance. I need something to change in my relationships. God, I need you to come and intervene. And I read in the scripture about this woman. I mean, she just, all she did was touch you. I don't know how. I mean, I'm reaching out. I'm trying. But it just seems like my hand's always missing. And I see you there. I want that power to travel through you and come into me. I want to experience it. Because I need life change. So sometimes we can be inspired by those messages, but also sometimes it can feel kind of condemning. Because it's like, well, what's wrong? Then you have the man in... uh, John chapter nine, you have the man, he was, he was born blind. Jesus prays over him, has him do these different crazy things and he receives his sight. One of the questions was, was this man who sinned? Because, you know, many times what we got to do in our, in our human brains is we want to, we need to be able to connect the dots and there has to be a reason. So if someone was born blind, well, somebody had to make a mistake did, did he sin? I don't, you know, I don't know how he could have been, like, where did he sin? Like in the womb, like he was yelling at his mom. But, or, or was it his parents? And is this a, a punishment? And Jesus says, you know what? Neither. It wasn't his parents and it wasn't him. This was so I can be glorified. So I could reveal myself. So again, you can read that. And you can feel like, Lord, is this going on in my life because I sinned? Is this because my parents sinned? Is it a generational curse or did something that happened, my great uncle or, you know, somebody made a pledge and now I'm suffering the consequences? No, I believe you want to show yourself strong. So God, come, come reveal yourself through me. I'm a great candidate. Everybody knows that I'm going through this right now. Have any of you ever felt this way? Man, what, a, what an amazing, I'm sorry, Rachel. Rachel Horrocks, I'm making eye contact with her, so I just have to say it. But she's suffered with back pain for years and years. 
Man, in my mind, she is a great candidate for God to show himself strong, to reveal his mighty hand, his mighty power over her life. Many of us here have prayed over her for years, year after year, prayed over to see something change in her back. Man, when I see it, I'm like, God, that is a candidate for your healing. Then in John chapter 11, you have the story of Lazarus. And here, a little before that, Jesus um, was at the home of Mary and Martha. And um, I always get it confused, so I actually had to write it down, but I'm going to help you out because I didn't write it down for my sake. Um, But Mary is the one that sat with Jesus. Maybe you can create the correlation that Mary was also Jesus' mother, not this Mary, but the idea, never mind, that's maybe more confusing it. Martha is the one that wanted to work, but I always forget which one's which. I know there was two of them, and I know one wanted to be in his presence, and the other one wanted to get stuff done, was all uptight, but, um, and I find in my life, I'll let you guess which one I think I am. But um, I was reading this, and I've been kind of doing a slow read through the book of John. And uh, I was reading this, and it's just interesting to me what took place here when thinking of healing. And it, it says, now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment. And wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sister sent him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. So that's what's taken place. So then in verse 4, but when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death, for it is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. It's kind of similar to when. He, he was praying over the man born blind. So instantly, Jesus is, is saying right away what is taking place and is declaring that it's not going to go to death. That's not the end result. Then in uh, verse 15, he says, and for your sake, I'm glad that I was not there so that you may believe. So he is, he's now, he's died. And they're now freaking out about it. But he's saying, for your sake, I'm glad. Because now I'm going to show. Again, it's that Rachel being a great candidate. Okay, God, now. Okay, so she didn't receive healing the first couple times we prayed. But now that it's been a couple years, she's a great candidate. Before she was a candidate. Now she is a great candidate for it. Then in verse 16, so he says, let us go to him. So Thomas called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let us all go that we may die with him. So he had already been, his life had been threatened. And so they're not even thinking about the healing. This guy is already dead. So they think, you know, well, he lost his chance to be the healer. We've seen him do some things. I guess he missed his opportunity, but he most likely is going to get caught and stoned to death. So what the heck? Anybody up for 
want to go with him and let's just, let's all go down in flames. Let's go together. So they're not even looking at this as like a healing crusade. They're looking as they're all just going to get martyred. Then in verse 22, he runs into, uh, into Martha. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So she had faith in his power. Because she says, if you had been here, he would not have died. So she believed he actually had the power to have healed. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, he will give you. This keeps going on in verse 32. Lord, and now Mary's saying the same thing. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. They're believing in his power, but they're seeing it as something that was past tense. And they're not seeing it as something that could still come in. Why I think this is important. Then Jesus calls Lazarus up. Why this is important is because here are three stories of different ways that Jesus healed. And three different ways people responded. And many times we say that it's in our faith and it's true. We, 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 we put our trust in Jesus. But it's so easy to fall into a trap of thinking that there is a formula. And that there is this thing, if I just do this, if I just have these green vegetables enough, it will go away. If, if, I, if I just picture myself as healed and confess it, then it will take place. If I go to enough healing crusades, then it will take place. The problem is, is God's worked in all those things in many other ways, but he doesn't give us a formula. Because if there was a formula, number one, a whole bunch of people would be trying to sell it. Number two, we wouldn't be going to him. We would just be going to the formula. And we wouldn't have to trust in his sovereignty and why he does things that our minds never think of. But here you have two women that have been with Jesus. They've been impacted by him. They had faith in his power for what could have been, but their faith wasn't actually in what was about to happen. Their faith wasn't in that he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. Their faith was in they believed he could have healed him. Why that's important is because I want us to all take a breath. Our job is to trust in the king. Our job is to glorify him. Our job is to go to him with whatever it is that we're facing and to trust him. Have faith in who he is and that he can. But sometimes it doesn't happen the way we want it to. And we still have to trust. But what I want to break off is this thing where any of us feel, if I can just figure out the formula. This conviction that it's because of your sin or your parents' sin. This thing that, that, that you just haven't figured it out and you just haven't put your faith in the right area. This thing that you just haven't reached out and you haven't touched because you haven't leaned far enough. Man, I'm, I'm all the way at the edge if I could just a little farther. Well, now maybe I need to go buy an arm stretcher because it's not long enough and, and maybe that will figure it out. Maybe I'm not rising early enough and, and he's walking by my house too a little bit earlier in the morning if I get up at 4 a.m. 
Maybe not only do I need to take communion once a day, I need to start taking it five times a day. Then my faith would reach out and be able to touch him. It's not in that. It's in us just putting our hope in him. That regardless of what's going on in our life, that we declare that he is good and he is powerful. I want to play a quick song. Um, My siblings and I, got together on Thursday and um, something's happening in our family that came out midweek and just uh, something that's rocking us. We got together for worship and prayer and someone had requested we played this song um, by Mercy Me and I gotta be honest, I'm not a massive Mercy Me uh, groupie. But this thing rocked me and so I just wanna play it real quick and I just asked that God is what in you? And I believe that this message is that God wants to be one of these things in you today. I don't know which one you need him to be. But what is it? We're activating that God is truth in you. We're activating that God is healer in you. We're activating that God is peace in you. And that it would come alive. But that we would put our trust in him. Will you play that?
Will you stand to your feet? Will you just sing this with me? It is well with my soul. God, we want to be men and women that can sing it as well with our soul. Even when we feel like we're reaching out and it just seems like we can't touch you. God, even when it seems like we're lost in this, it's almost like our head is like a pinball machine and we're trying to figure out why is it happening and what's going on and who is at fault. Is, did I mess up or was it somebody else or am I just cursed what's happening? That peace would come. Not because the circumstances change, but because it is well in my soul. God, even if sometimes we believe in your power of who you are and what you could have done. But we start to lose hope that there's actually still time for you to still do it. That it would be well in our soul. So whether, God, it's finances, whether it's relationships, whether it's physical intervention, God, or anything else that is taking place, maybe anxiety, Confusion, a broken identity, lies, whatever it is. Lord, let us start from a place that it would be well in our soul. God, we glorify you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, that when we gather, you come and you meet us. But also not just when we gather together. That when we just decide we want to be with you, you're always there. And that you aren't out of reach of any of us. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to, oh, thank you. You were so sweet. <laughs> Excuse me, had a lot in there. I just want to say, if you, maybe this is your first time in a church for a long time, maybe you've never been in, you're like, these people are crazy, guilty. I want to say that Jesus loves you. He sees you. And it is not too late for you. You did not miss the boat. You haven't done too much that he sees you and he 
paid the penalty for your selfishness, for your mistakes. And he's saying, I want you to come home. I want you to come and be with me. I want you to dwell with me. And if you want to pray with someone about that, come up to us at the end of the service. I would love to pray with you. I would love to talk to you. But you know what? You don't even have to come to me. You can go to anyone in the room and just say, when he was talking about that, that was me. And I want to recommit my life to Jesus Christ. Or I want to know what does this look like to actually say, I believe I'm messed up. I believe that I'm selfish and I want to turn to Jesus and I want to follow his ways. I don't want to see them as legalistic ways, but I see that there's freedom in following that. That peace is going to come through that trust. I want to thank you all. I know this is kind of ending on a heavy note and I want to kind of like spruce it up. But you know what? It's life. Don't mean to say that in a like deal with it way, but in a way, you know, it is what it is. God is good. He's working on us. Listen, as you go, a um, couple things. One, if you have a prayer request or you have a question or you have something, uh, fill out one of the connecting cards. They're no longer in the seats in front of you because too many adults were getting distracted and it was only the kids worshiping. So we decided to take those out. Um, but there are connecting cards at the two worship stations. Fill that out. We, we, truly read those put them in the box also you guys have heard of the realm if you need to get your and i know a lot of you do you need to get your profile pictured they want to help you with that you you don't even know how to log in guess what they want to help you with that you don't know how to set your notification settings Uh uh-huh they want to help you with that so make sure you swing in the lobby you get yourself hooked up on that be checking tomorrow for the this week post it has our summer camp dates it has the dates for the 25th anniversary and the transition service. You don't want to miss those things. Have a wonderful day. Do not walk out without telling someone, hello. No one leaves here alone. See ya.